Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us. Today, we'll be continuing our discussion with our good friend, Scott Wright, about the declarations of Jesus. Praise God. Scott Wright, as you know, is the author of the God Center Concept Journal, host of the God Center Concept podcast, and as you've been discovering, an expert on the end times and the book of Revelation. Yes, we've covered a lot of topics recently. But as I mentioned yesterday, the declarations of Jesus should be a priority of every serious Bible student and believer, especially today. Amen. It's the reason a lot of Bibles emphasize his words by putting them in red in the Bible. Glory to God. They are important. And today, we'll be concluding this portion of our discussion. So, Without further ado, let's jump right back into the interview now with Scott Wright. So why is Jesus holding the seven angels for the seven churches? What do you mean holding? Holding them back from going down and ministering to them? What's well, taking place think, there? Think about this. Those are the seven ages. So he's holding them in his hand. He is determining when each one of them is going to fulfill their part. Amen. Okay. That's what he's doing. I mean, think about it. You have the first angel. And we talked about that. That was a hundred years. Yeah. yeah. And then he says, okay. And he says, the second angel sends him out. That's 200 years. And then the third, that went about 200 more. And then that certain event, he, and think about it, he's pulling them back too. And then he's sending out that fourth one. I almost think it's kind of like tag team wrestling. One angel goes out, they slap hands. The other one comes Amen. back. <laughs> Amen. 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 But I'm, I'm going to say this, that fourth angel, that fourth angel was there for a while. Yeah. This guy must have had some serious endurance because he was there for a thousand years. That's right. <laughs> so Amen. by far the longest age. And then, of course, I'm, I'm sure when the fifth angel, he's like, thank you, tag team. Boom, he's back. And here Amen. comes the fifth angel. <laughs> and then the sixth and then the seventh. So the seventh is in place right now. Yeah. Seventh angel. I kind of yeah. curious, this seventh angel, I wonder if he has, you know, a lot of airbags. You know, you know, the little airbags, they tell you when you're not feeling well on the airplane, mm -hmm. because it does say in the book of Revelation, you're lukewarm and therefore I will spit you or vomit you out of my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Amen. That angel's done a lot of that. Amen. Amen. Because Amen. just how, just how well, inept and so much apathy. Yeah. That's the big with, thing is the apathy. With, it's the apathy within the church. I mean, it's just, and, and that apathy has led basically resting on your laurels and be a little bit too comfortable. What it's done is it's led us abandoning the truth because it's like, well, I don't really need this. So why do I need to follow it? So why does it matter? And then over a period of time, and then you just kind of forget about it. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what's happened. Matter of fact, in that age of the church, which is the age we now live in, if you go, you go right down again and you start reading the verses 
Here it is, verse 17. It says, you say, I am rich. I have grown wealthy and need nothing. Yeah. Don't you? I mean, hey, we can watch YouTube and we can figure out how to do anything. We don't need anybody's help. I mean, people have lost their need for God and yeah. each other. Yeah. And so the first and second greatest commandments are just been abandoned. Totally. Because I can just do it myself. I don't need this. Amen. Amen. I, you know, and I, I do mentoring as well as that I teach in classrooms and, and stuff. And, and of course I do all that and I'm always paying attention to, and I'm trying to assess people on need. Okay. And that's just something I do and it relates to this, but so many people have all these needs and they don't realize it. It's just they're deceived to what needs they really have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They really do. And the thing is, is God is the one that wants to meet all those needs. You know, these declarations of Jesus, just think of it this way. He has all these declarations. That means he has all these things and even more. He he is capable of wearing many hats and meeting all your needs. There's no other person that can do all of this. So if, the, if if Jesus can hold seven stars in his right hand, I want you to think about this. Then I would imagine that he can help T.S. Wright and that he can help Bob Thibodeau or Pastor Bob right here. Amen. I mean, That's right. I am guessing he can do that. And I'm guessing he can come into your church and into your home and take care of the needs and even expose the needs that you have that you don't even realize you need. Because when you have, here's what, here's what happens to a person. We, when I'm working this out with people, when they're mentoring, sometimes half my battle is to get them to realize what it is they really need. You know, when, when somebody is caught, look, when somebody has a stronghold or they have sin in their life that they can't rid themselves of, it's that sin usually is not the issue. The sin is a symptom of what the real issue is. And see, we all have these voids in our life and God built us with those voids so he could connect to us. He wants to connect to us. But what happens is, is we, instead of searching him in those voids and him being our go-to, it's kind of a test. It really is a test. We choose other things. And then what happens is, is we open the door for ungodly attachments to come in. And those can come in many forms. They can be fleshly. They can just be worldly ideology and, or they can be demonic. I mean, yeah. it's, there's all kinds of different types of attachments and then they will carry us in a direction away from God and just keep pushing us further away from God because we keep thinking we don't need him. We can solve our own problems these other ways. Yep. Amen. Amen. So how do these declarations though, how do they apply to our daily life? Well, number one, it is, it helps us to understand who Jesus is. That's the bottom line. We've been talking about that, but number two, saying them, reminds us of how powerful he is and then doing that daily and taking the time to pray through these helps establish that in our hearts about him and it reminds us that he is in control and deservedly so and it, it puts us where we need to be down here and it puts him up there on the throne saying i mean look for instance, the lamb who has seven horns and seven eyes that represent the seven spirits of God. Well, no offense to myself, but it's not T.S. Wright that is that. 
<laughs> it's Jesus. You know, it's not, you know, name the presidents or the kings of the past or, you know, some dictator. And it's not some basketball star or football star. It's not, it's not your boss. <laughs> it's Jesus. Yeah. He's the only one that can do this. He is the only one worthy to take the scroll and break its seven seals. That's huge. I mean, that he's the only one worthy to do that. And he's the only one capable of doing that as well. Well, why would I not want that person in control versus somebody else? Exactly. Exactly. That is why you want to study these because it reminds you that he is all of these things. And then some as if you could contain God to a few names and a few declarations, but and for our mind's sake, God obviously used uh, the apostles and prophets and stuff to put these things down so we could process those. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So, amen. Praise the Lord. Man, this is so good. Sum all everything we talked about, sum it up for us today. Well, first of all, the declarations of Jesus is something you want to practice. And I will challenge you as well to practice the names of God. Learn, don't just learn them in English, learn them in Hebrew, their original names. Learn the names of God. And we'll talk about that in a, in a future episode. And they're going to relate to these declarations of Jesus. Matter of fact, I list some of the names of God again in my journal, that generic journal. But the one that I'm writing, I'm going to I'm going to keep these in there as well because I want people connecting this. The more we and, and here's what it is. The more that we know God and the better that we know him, the easier it is for us to trust him. It truly is. It's your knowledge of him will help you trust him. Now you also have to surrender to that. But you got to practice it to surrender to it. It's not going to happen overnight. I think sometimes people think surrenders overnight. <laughs> or a one-time deal. Exactly. It's not. That one-time moment is just a starting point. Yeah. And I will say this. There's people who I think sometimes they get saved and they have that big emotional experience and they think it, it all happened at once. It really didn't. God probably led you down a road that only you can see, you and him, mm -hmm. to that point. You know, I've experienced emotional healing and that happened in a moment, but the process of getting to that point of emotional healing took time. And then the process after of not of closing the door to things that caused the reason I needed emotional healing. Yeah. And that's, and, and that's what I would say is that it's still a process and you still need to practice it daily. So if you, I'll tell you, you want a group of guys that did that. Go study the Desert Fathers. Amen. Amen. Yeah, and that and we talked about that before on a, on another episode. And uh, mm -hmm. the Desert Fathers basically set the stage for what we call church today. Yes, you know, the they monasteries did. Monasteries and, and the seminaries and all that good stuff. And yeah. as well as uh, just practicing daily the presence of God. Mm -hmm. Those guys did that. And, and they showed us how to do it both institutionally and as well as individually. Amen. Amen. What happened in Church of Thyatira is the individuality got removed. That's what happened. That's why that church went wrong. Mm. 
and and the church itself became too politicized and too big for its own good mm-hmm. in some ways and too powerful is really the better way of saying it and what happened was is everything just like in jewish society when the temple became the center of everything instead of god being the one that filled that temple it's the same thing the church became the entity and not that god was filling the church right and they lost the sense of the holy spirit and that's why the great awakening happened in the sixth age of the church is because we needed the sense of the spirit back amen praise god scott all this sounds so interesting if someone wanted to reach out to you for more information or ask a question how can they do that how can someone get in touch with you uh great question gcc god centered concept 2038 the numbers 2038 at gmail.com you can send me an email and i'll be happy to respond amen amen and what are we going to be talking about next time well we're going to talk about we're going to, we're going to talk about some of these hebrew characteristics all right and we're going to talk about the temple specifically you and i were talking about a couple of aspects of it before uh we even started this episode today we're going to bring that up in a little bit more detail we're going to start looking at a little bit about the names of God and the seven spirits of God, which quite frankly, I don't know if you can contain God to seven names. (laughs) (laughs) I think for our intents and purposes, we can, we need it, but God cannot be contained to seven names. He is, he is just the great I am. And so he just is. Yeah. And that's hard for our minds to understand, but we're going to, yeah. we're going to get into that a little bit. It will relate to some of what we learned today and Amen. what we talked about today. So, but we're going to look at the temple and how it relates not only to the seven churches, but that the process that we teach the foundational process of connecting to God and why that is, you know, God didn't just give the whole instruction of the temple and the tabernacle at the time, at that time to Moses on the mountain for kicks and giggles. Yeah. He gave it to him because he understood our hearts and how we are. And he also understood that this process would keep us connected to him. And we still, that process still matters. It does. The temple, the tabernacle, that the, the process of what they would go through to get to the day of atonement, it still impacts us today. It really does. It's, it's embedded in our Christian Judeo Christian roots yeah. And it's a process that we still follow to connect with him. And Jesus layers that out in Revelation 3, 18 through 21. We will talk about that. Amen. Amen. Well, all that sounds interesting. Folks, these, the seven spirits of God, the declarations of Jesus, the, the ages, seven ages of the church, all these tie the end times together. They're all going to happen right like they, it could, the soon return of Jesus so close, it could happen before I end this recording today. We don't know when the father's sending a son for the bride, but we do know one thing. If you aren't ready, you're going to miss the boat. You are going to miss the invitation to the wedding of eternity. You heard of the wedding of the year. Well, this would be the wedding of eternity. You do not want to miss that. And if that's you right now, I'm being led by the Holy Spirit to pray with you. If you just, just, it's just a brief prayer and you could say whatever words you want, as long as your heart is saying, Jesus, I need you. 
That's it. Jesus, I repent of my sins. I know I'm a sinner. And I need you. Come into my heart right now, Lord. Be the Lord of my life. And I pray that you hear me and honor this prayer, knowing my true heart right now needs you. And I ask all this, Father, in Jesus' name. You pray that prayer with me. Email us. Get a hold of Scott. Send him an email. Let him know that you pray that prayer. Email me at brotherbob at ftfm.org because I want to rejoice with you as well. Matter of fact, if you do not have your own Bible, I will send you your own Bible absolutely free of charge. I'll even pay the postage on it in the continental United States. So you got, if that's you, just let me know because our job is to get the word out and I'll send you the word, the entire word, the Bible, if you don't have your own Bible right now. Praise God. Scott, thanks again for coming on the program today. It's, as usual, it's been good. And I'm looking forward as we get into this study of the names of God because that's one of, ooh, son, I tell you. <laughs> this, this Bob, thanks for, famous. hey, thank, thank you for having me on the show. And you know what? I'm going to just piggyback on what Bob said. Don't be one of the virgins following the bride that runs out of oil in her lamp yeah. and needs to borrow yeah. oil. Yeah. Don't be that one. Be the one that has their flame ready to walk in yeah. before that door closes. Amen. Amen. And you notice that the out of the virgins, the five that had the oil, they couldn't give any to the ones who didn't. Because they only had enough for themselves. Well, not just that, but think about it. You're not going to receive your salvation from another person. Nope. You have to go to he who has the oil. Exactly. You have to go personally to that person. You know. And that oil is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what it represents. But Amen. In symbology, I would say they could not give someone. Like if someone say, oh, well, I prayed with Brother Bob. Okay. But Brother Bob's not the one who saved you. Nope. I'm the one who said, go to the source, get it yourself, but I'll help you. You know, like, you know, you see the uh, old movies where they had the speakeasies and stuff. Yep. And you had the, had the secret tap. And then the little eye hold thing would open. <laughs> okay. Come on in. Right. Type thing. But, you know, I just led you to the door. You're the one that has to tap. <laughs> Amen. Oh, praise God. Man, I, oh. This is so good. I enjoy our conversation so much. And I'm looking forward to the next one. Praise God. Folks, mm. it's been good. You need to share this episode out with your friends and family. Let them hear the wisdom that Scott has, has gotten from his studies in the Bible and is sharing with us in these series. Praise God. That's all the time we have for today. i got to stop, otherwise I'm going to end up turning this into a sermon. Praise God. For Scott Wright and myself, Pastor Bob Reminding you, be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do.